Hey everyone, well this is different, huh? I didn't expect that I'd be in my kitchen teaching a message, but this is the way it is. But we know everything is abnormal now. Everything is different. Nothing that we had before is even remotely close to the way that we live now. So we've been living in a way these last few weeks, like I said, that's totally abnormal. Um, if you're a parent, obviously things are totally different for you for right now. Um, you have kids home all the time. Hopefully you're still homeschooling them. And uh, you're not taking them to all the different events and the different places that they were going before. And life is, like I said, abnormal. Maybe you're not working anymore. Maybe that's not your life. You're not going to the nine to five every day like you were. And for all of us now, we are living in a way that's totally different. We just have a small circle of, of friends and family that we can be around and that's it. So life is different for sure. Our normal life is fading fast. Um, my normal life was working at our business, um, doing meetings for the church, running at students, and maybe going to dinner, having fun every now and then, just doing those things that you enjoy. And uh, now, pretty much besides work, everything is different. Everything came to a screeching halt for us. Um, I have never done a puzzle for years, probably since I was in my 20s. I don't think I've ever baked or cooked so much as I have these last few weeks. Um, it's abnormal. And when I say abnormal, we kind of wonder, what does that actually mean? But, but the definition of abnormal is deviating from what is normal or usual, typically in a way that is undesirable or worrying, which we could totally say, yes, that's my life. That's exactly what it's been. It's been undesirable and it's definitely been worrying. So we definitely wouldn't have a desired to live in this way that we're living. And it most definitely, like I said, has been a worrying time. Right now, we're worrying about our health and our family's health. We, we wonder, we, we hear a cough, and we, we really are cautious whether or not we have something. We're worrying about our family members and those people that we love and care about, our friends that we don't get to spend time with right now. We worry that they're okay. We're worrying about our finances. We're worrying about whether or not we can sustain ourselves through this tough time. And we definitely are worried about how long is this going to last? How long before we can go back to the way that it used to be? So our lives right now seem very unfamiliar from what they used to be. But I wonder sometimes, familiar isn't always better. Sometimes our normal and routine is just that. It's just normal and routine. <clears throat> so the problem with familiar is that out of this normal routine, we can just kind of go on autopilot. We can function in a way that we really don't think through our lives. We don't really appreciate the things that we have. And we can become accustomed to and take for granted all the normal routine things that we do have in our lives. Which kind of made me wonder when I was thinking about teaching this message. What if this abnormal time that we're living in right now could actually be a gift from God for us to go back and really appreciate our normal times. The things that we have on a normal basis and live. So think about it. If you think about the way that people live, I mean, if you think about how we live in the Midwest, you know, we have so many cold months. I think someone who has great temperatures all the time, maybe they wouldn't appreciate a 70 degree day like we do. We get a 70 degree day and we're out there and we appreciate the sunshine, the fact that the grass is growing and the sky is blue. Someone who's gone through a sickness, someone who's done, had ill health, you know, they might not appreciate their health that much until they've gone through it. And then when they go out, they're so happy and so excited that they can take a walk, that they can breathe fresh air, that they can actually enjoy everything outside like they used to. Someone who's never been able to have a child before, 
You know, right now we might have a lot of loudness and craziness in our lives, but someone who's never had a child is going to be very, very happy to hear a fighting and crying child like they uh, would wish for. The truth is that we humans, we're not that good at appreciating the things that we have been gifted with until that is they've been taken away from us. And I think that's where we're all at right now. A lot of times we don't appreciate our spouses. We don't appreciate all the things that they do for us. We don't appreciate the, the meals that are cooked, the things that are taken care of, the chores, the chores that are done, the fact that the kids are still alive on a daily basis, you know, that they're surviving, that they're, that they're growing, that they're changing, that they're maturing in their, in their um, you know, homework and the things that they're doing, homeschooling right now. We can take for granted those fights sometimes, you know, we listen to them yell and scream and sometimes we just don't really appreciate the fact that they're healthy and they're, they're great. We can take for granted our friendships, those people that we really lean on so many times in our lives, just those people that we would call up and just talk to and spend time with or, or go out to dinner with and, and we lean on them for just those times when we're really struggling and we just need a good laugh. So sadly, we don't appreciate our freedoms that much until they're taken away from us. And we forget too quickly that just a short time ago that we could just go into a restaurant, that we could go in and I would get a patty melt french fries. You know, I could go in and just go to the movie whenever I decided to. Or I could go hang out with friends. You know, or crazily enough, that we could just go pick up toilet paper anytime we wanted to. I mean, who knew that this would be like this? So there's a saying that I'm sure all of us probably have heard and maybe remember, which is familiarity breeds contempt. And its meaning is that extensive knowledge or of close association with someone or something leads to a loss of respect for them or for it. Now, I see, I think you can all see that you definitely have had, had this happen in your relationships, maybe with your spouse or with your kids. Um, maybe you've had that happen in your jobs definitely in our friendships. But I think the saddest thing of all that we can see this, this can happen actually in our faith also. It can happen in our walk with God. We continue to follow God on a regular basis, but maybe really don't get into the depths of what it is that we truly believe. And I think that's the most dangerous thing of all. You know, at this time, we're all in. It's a very abnormal time. So it's a time where we can either come closer to God or we can sadly just kind of fall away from God. So I think we can become routine in our faith. Maybe the things that we did before that were routine, we can't do them any longer. So we just don't have a way to follow. So we have to find new ways. We have to find new ways to go back into our faith and grow. So we can become so familiar with the message of God sending his son to die on the cross for us. A lot of times I think that it can just lose its meaning. And we can lose respect for it, just like I said, with familiarity breeds contempt. So this coming week, that's actually leading up to Easter, it's a time where we can actually really focus in, that we can think about the things that we truly believe and we love, the things that really truly matter in our life. You know, the things that God has gifted us with. Like I said, a lot of times we don't really appreciate our health until it is we're really dealing with a situation where we're cautious about everything. We have to be so careful. We have to decide whether or not we can go in a place, that we have to keep our distance from someone, that we do have to stop and think whether or not um, we're breathing too heavy. All these different things that we never would have given a thought of before the beginning of the year and now we think about. 
those things that we did where we took for granted that we could just go into our churches, that we could go see our friends, that we could go worship together, we could spend this time learning about God through his word, that we could hear a message from Cameron, and that we could grow in our faith through that. But now things are different. Now is a time where you have to stop and think about how you're going to work on your faith on a daily basis. I'm glad that we have social media that we can stay connected together. I'm also really happy that we have these messages that we can put together and we can um, put them on our website and on YouTube for you that we can grow together like that. But it's all up to you. It's all up to you at this time. We can't force you to go on social media. We can't force you to read the word. We... We're really given something by God at the very beginning of this year with our Unify idea. The idea that we could go in and we could read God's word together, that we could actually spend time maybe on social media and discuss the things that we're reading together, that we can grow and challenge each other in that. But again, because of that routine sometimes that we were in, it was easier for us then. Now it might be more difficult. And now it's going to take more effort for you. It's crazy because we actually have more time than we had before. But sadly, I think so many of us waste it. So many of us really don't focus in on our faith at that time. We just get caught up. Hopefully you're not just watching Netflix and chilling all the time. But you're actually doing those things that actually matter in our faith and will help us to grow. We get through this tough time that we will be able to come back together. That we'll come back together and that we'll actually be stronger, not weaker. Hopefully and prayerfully that we won't lose some of you. We want you to be with us when we come back together. I hope that this is a time where we actually grow so deep in our faith that we actually cling to Jesus like never before. You know, but like I said, it's really a sad state because I think we can lose our faith so easily because we don't stay connected. We can become routine, like I said, and we don't have that routine. We can lose our way. So I was thinking about this coming week that leads up to Easter. It's called Holy Week. And it's a great time, I think, to, for us to look inside ourselves and really think about what the things are that we really truly believe in and that what we're really hoping for. You know, if you start off Holy Week, we have Palm Sunday where um, we celebrate our Savior riding into Jerusalem to go and die upon the cross for all of our sins. And when we read, we see something really interesting. We can see that the people who were following Jesus at that time, they were shouting Hosanna. They were praising him. They were laying down coats for him. And they were were saying all these wonderful things because they loved him so much. In Luke 19, 36 through 40, it says, As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles that they had seen. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. And he replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. That always really gets me. That always gets me because I think how amazing it is that all of creation sings the praises of Jesus. You know, years ago, I taught a youth group message, and I I remember talking about this, the idea that creation praises God. You know, they actually say that there are scientists that say if you listen to a rock, if you listen to a rock, it's actually making sounds. And I wonder, could those sounds, that pushing and pulling, could it be all in praise to God? That always just got me, the idea that 
all of creation loves God and praises him. The interesting thing and the saddest thing is, though, that those people who were walking along with Jesus and praising Jesus, it goes on to say that within that very same week, some of those that were praising him on that day were there later yelling out, crucify him. I wonder about that. I'm like, how? Why? How could things have changed so quickly that they could have just watched him performing these miracles, that they could have seen him heal people of leprosy and and blindness, and, and they've seen people's lives change completely, but yet within such a short amount of time, they turn their backs on Jesus. Makes me wonder what happened. What happened? How could they turn their back on him? But it made me wonder if maybe they were only looking at Jesus for what he could do for them. Maybe the things that they could get from him. And things suddenly took a turn that was for the worst. You know, he was feeding them earlier when they were hungry, and that changed. And he definitely wasn't that same Jesus that they'd seen earlier that was walking strong and looked fit and able to handle everything and could be called the King, the Messiah. All of a sudden, what they were seeing now is one that looked totally different. A short time ago, he looked good. Now he looked beat down. He looked weak, and all of a sudden they thought, this is not the king, this is not the Messiah, and they started to yell out, crucify him. I think what they had was fickle faith, and I think the sad thing is that we can have the very same. I think it's a faith that can blow in the wind, a faith that has no weight, no substance. You know, the problem with us is that we can like our faith and cling to our faith when things are good, when God gifts us things. But the truth is that we have to serve God in the bad times along with the good times. And we have to continue to follow him no matter what it is that we go through. I think what happened is, like I said, that um, familiarity breeds contempt, is they lost respect for their Savior. And I think that's something that we are all really have to think about, be mindful of that we don't do. You know, maybe what happened is something that we do ourselves. Maybe they heard the message of the Savior too many times. And it was up here in their mind, but it never reached their hearts. It never truly got there. Maybe they had a casual faith, but not a committed faith. Not one that they would actually really work hard at. Not one that they would sacrifice for. Not one that they would um, go out of the way for others. Not one that they would give sacrificially. Not one that was really, truly committed Or maybe what it is, is they had religion, because that was the whole norm of the Jewish faith. It was just this idea that you would follow all these rules. And maybe they had religion, but they never had a real relationship with Jesus. I think all these things are the same things that we can be so in danger of ourselves. We can so easily get caught up in all the things of religion and not really think about our relationship. Well, to have a relationship with Jesus means much more than trying to get something from him. It's more than just head knowledge. It's more than just memorization of throwing out a scripture verse and and patting yourself on the back that you got it right. But instead, what it is, it's a faith that clings to him no matter what it is that we go through. That he's our only sustenance. He's the only thing that we can just grasp and hold on to in this tough time. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, So my dear brothers and sisters, Be strong and immovable. 
Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Nothing. You know, you might think it's not much when you sit down at the end of the night and you read your Bible and you think, what is this doing? I'm telling you, it's doing so much. It's doing so much for your faith. It, it does something inside ourselves that helps us to, to grow strength in tough times. It helps us to, to see the good things that God's given us, give, given us and, and the blessings that he's poured upon us in our lives. You know, if you've never done that, if you've never, ever asked Jesus to forgive you your sins, he makes it so simple. All he says is that it's a heart that's willing. It's a heart that willing, is willing just to, to reach out to him and say, God, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of that. Help me, Lord, to make you number one in my life. And I think sometimes that we make it a lot tougher than it is. You know, God says he makes coming to him just like a child, a child's way, just so simple, just to say, I need you. And I want you to forgive me and I'm going to help to, you know, ask for your help to make you number one in my life, Jesus. And I think that might be one of the most abnormal things that you can do, I'm sure. And it was for me. It was very abnormal for me to reach out and ask for Jesus for salvation. But I can tell you it is the best decision I have ever made in my life. You know, I think at this tough time, this anything but normal time, that we're all finding ourselves in right now, I don't think we can risk going on autopilot. I don't think that we can just look at this tough time and think, you know, we're just going to get through it. It's not just getting through it. It's actually growing from it. It's actually taking this time and maturing in our faith and, and being appreciative of all the things that we were given before that maybe we really didn't think about and really be joyful about before. You know, the idea that we can just go to work and come home with takeout, that we can just go spend time with friends, that we can hang out in the park, that we can let our kids play on swing sets, we can do all those things. Right now, it's such a tough time. We a lot of times just get so caught up in the moment that we don't appreciate all those things that we were given before. You know, I, I think this tough time, like I said, we have to look inside ourselves and I think we have to really ask ourselves if we've gotten a little too disrespectful to God. Maybe in his awe, maybe the awe that we should have for him, the fact that he died for us and that he offers us so much more than a lot of times we give back. Like I said, we're, we're this week going into Easter. It's a great time for you to really like focus in, read that scripture, the idea of where Jesus goes into Jerusalem and, and then he sees the the. the older widow putting in her coins and and lord he he's he, our he see, the lord sees so many great things that are happening like he sees all these wonderful experiences where he heals people and he talks to people he clears the temple there's so many things leading up to what god did when he died on the cross for us when he goes to the mount of olives when he goes to pray because he knows what he's going to go through soon this is a week that you could really grow in your faith and that you could challenge yourself to really not lose respect, but grow in your respect for God. So like I said, in this anything but normal time, I hope that you do that. You know, I'd love for us, I was, I was telling Cameron, I thought it'd be really good because at this time where we were really trying to unify together, you know, we would really like us to stay connected by reading and by our social media and by these messages. But I thought also maybe we could just do communion together today. Maybe we could take this time to do communion together. We're remembering all the good things that God does for us. So 
what I want to do is for us to take communion and do this in remembrance of him. That's what he says. Do this in remembrance of him who is more than able in this tough times to help us through. Like I said, the times are difficult. And man, you could be so tempted to lose your faith and you could lose your hope because things do look dim right now. But I hope that you do something different. I hope that during this time you cling to him instead, that you actually like grow closer to him, that you just look at him and be thankful for all the things that he's given you. Well, the Bible says that at the Last Supper before Jesus was betrayed and arrested, he shared these words with his followers. And it's in Luke 22, 14 through 20. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is my new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. You just take communion together. That'd be great. God did so much for us. Through communion, we're supposed to remember his goodness. And I think this is a time where we really should focus in on that remembrance and be thankful. Let us pray together. Well, Lord, we just ask that this tough time that we're all living through right now, that you would help us, that you would sustain us, that we would cling to you in this time. Lord, we know that you are not surprised by any of this. Whereas we were, we had no idea this was coming. You were not surprised. And Lord, I'm just asking, Father, that you would help each one of us. Lord, that's going through this abnormal time. Let it be fruitful. Let it be a time that we grow in our faith. But let it also be a time where we would look at this abnormal time and truly begin to appreciate the normal times that we're gifted with. Lord, I pray that when we come back together, that we could take communion together in a whole community of our church together again. And it would be more meaningful than it's ever been before. Lord, when we come together and we worship you together, I pray that it is just awe, just awful. I mean, just amazing that we would just come and we would love you so much in that way, that we would praise you like never before. God, you are so good. We just ask, Father, that you would just bless us in this time. Help us to grow in our faith. We love you for everything that you've done for us, for our salvation and helping us to work on our faith. And Lord, we ask all this.